I'm Alicia. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jim. And this is Topic Lords, the only place on the internet you're going to hear topics discussed. Alicia, would you like to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug? Nothing to plug. I'm Alicia and I am just here to discuss some hot topics tonight. Hot topics. Oh, I wasn't, I didn't sign up for this. Well, it's too late now because I saw one of the items on the agenda for our topics this evening, and one of them might actually have to be hot topic. Okay. All right. I'll gird my loins. I found out what that means. (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean? That means you put something around your loins. Oh, well, that's what I thought it meant. I I was all excited for it to be like back in ancient Mesopotamia, they used to insert a small rod into the scrotum to like no that's 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 called sounding the scrotum jim not the (laughs) the bottom part not the up not the top part that's way worse actually i think so too i'm not saying i favor it i'm saying i thought it was like a structural reinforcement is what you're gonna do something you just made up yeah i but i thought it in my head you definitely favor it (laughs) some part of you is like you know what's awesome you know what would be awesome to hear Jim say he learned is the meaning of a phrase I've used all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Not that's fair. This practice kicks ass. We should all do it. I want to turn I, my nads would, into a I fucking geodesic dome or whatever. I like, want to hear Jim talk about genital mutilation. <laughs> that would be really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> We've gotten to the bottom of it. That's what I think. Next time cool. we guessed on topic, Lord. <laughs> uh, and and Ryan, would you like to introduce yourself or do you have anything to plug? Uh you can no, I'm I'm Ryan. I'm I'm canceled as of this episode coming out as of that intro. Uh I'm assuming so you probably can't find me anywhere on the internet, but I'm a uh composer and sound designer sometimes for video games and um I don't have anything specific to plug right now. You'd think a musician would be like, please go on my Spotify or my website, which you I would love that. Just Google my name and then those things. Um, if you want, but I don't have anything specific at the moment. You did it. You plugged something. I did. I also plugged the drain to our bathroom sink because I was like, I can fix this stupid thing. Like the, it was doing the thing where like you push down the little rod at the back and that's what makes the drain pop up. But the drain fell out of like, it got the little hook, the internal thing fell off the rod. And so it just like became the most flush with anything that two pieces of metal have ever become so like i had to like work a toothpick and shit in there and use like a suction cup to get it out and then i put it back together and i didn't do it right and for like three weeks the drain has not been draining correctly even though it does open and close and so I, that's a plug it was a joke in my head when i started uh but then i realized i was just describing kind of like mundane chores around the house now it's a topic plumbing yeah i'm sorry about it home home plumbing An episode that your landlord should not listen to yeah God, if this was how we found out that our landlords listen to topic words, I would be, I'd have a lot of conflicting feelings. Wonder. Uh, yeah, it's, it's unlikely that the landlord is one of the, what, 300 people who's going to listen to this show. Unlikely, but not impossible. But not impossible. Well, But you didn't specify that you live in Seattle, for example. So how could they narrow it down? Right. And they don't know what I look like or where I live. So good luck finding me. I wanted to I wanted to say that you live in Seattle on such and such a street, but I couldn't remember the street. <laughs> you wanted to dox us. That's <laughs> what I'm hearing. <laughs> you wanted us to get swatted by one of your 300 listeners. As I recall, when you <laughs> visited us in the past, it was the street of why do you live here? These roads are too narrow. <laughs> I tell that story to people all the time, by the way, like people who don't know you or or know what 
don't aren't in like the game scene or anything. Like I'm just like my friend Jim. They're like, who's that? I'm like, listen, it's not important. Anyway, <laughs> tell a story about how like, you were like appalled at the narrow streets, and I was like, mm-hmm. so what do you think of that? And strangers who are like 20 times removed from you are like, it seems 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 fine. Seems like a dick. <laughs> it's fine. All, every story you tell about this guy makes him sound like an asshole. It's weird. <laughs> no, it's great. It, makes, it still makes me laugh to this day. Like, all right, well, sounds like a dick to me. But what I should have done is is said the sentence structure, and then I could bleep the blank space where I didn't remember the street. Ooh. And then it would have been ma- like making the joke, but then I couldn't, it would, it would not have been doxing you because I had the bleep. <laughs> anyway. We're all on our game tonight. There's still time, baby. I'm recording this right now. You can, just because you said, I wish I had done something doesn't mean you can't still have done it in post and then even leave this wistfulness in if you want. But the the lamentation after the fact is funnier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia, your topic is Seattle's reaction to snow versus the Bay Area's reaction to rain. Who is more dramatic? After having lived in both the areas, as a Midwesterner who has driven in both of these conditions regularly, I am curious to know what y'all who have lived or visited in each area or with what you've seen on the news, who do you think is either more dramatic or way too overconfident in their skills to drive and exist in these weather conditions? Yeah, I, I have not lived in Seattle and I've not, I don't think I've even been in Seattle in the snow, but the Bay Area. So you wrote this topic like over a year ago. I did. From last time you were on the show. <laughs> uh, but I brought it up. I'm, I'm, I added it to the to the itinerary today because uh, California is being rained on a lot recently. Our like groundwater is low, but also it's raining so much that the environment can't actually absorb the water. It's just like going right off into the ocean, taking our roads with it. Yeah. So. Right. And I, I actually was looking, I'm like, oh, he picked this because I was thinking of earlier this year, Seattle finally figured out that they shouldn't drive on the icy roads when it snows. I don't know if you all saw all those videos on social media of just parked cars in Seattle, just being like, oh, there's ice now and sliding down the hills and into <laughs> yeah. people and intersections. So that's, you're supposed to turn the turb, t- turn the, tire towards the curb it wasn't enough it wasn't enough but we aren't losing entire coastline so yeah so what um when you say they figured it out what does that mean everyone out here drives a subaru and they believe that that gives them magical powers right to drive in inclement weather much like in the midwest if you drive a pickup truck you believe it gives you magical powers of driving in inclement weather tornado powers Exactly. So you can just go out and drive like you normally would, even though the the roads are absolutely non-drivable existing conditions. But before that, too, there's also the storm buildup, all of the the countdowns. So the storm is coming, the rush to the grocery store to buy. I was going to say eggs, but now good luck if you can find eggs anyway. And milk and bread. They just switched to oat milk. Oat milk is delicious. (laughs) <laughs> and you can make it from home if you get inspired, which I never am. You get oats and you milk them. Milk oats. Whoa. That's about it. You can add like vanilla or something to it. I always deemed it more work than it's worth when I can just buy it. It's definitely in that category of foods. Like that I as someone who like cooks as a as a hobby, like I, I enjoy it a lot of the time. Like it's way up there on that, that list of like absolutely fuck not. If I'm making oat milk, something went really wrong. My life. Not just your life, perhaps in 
<laughs> the lives, yeah, society. Everyone's life. <laughs> At large, actually, is crumbling. Yeah, man, it's hard to say who's, who flips out about it harder. I feel like I feel like the the Bay, what I remember is the Bay Area is more dramatic about rain to me mm-hmm. because there were so many people who drove just like completely like it was like Mad Max, like they like lost their mind. But there was also so much like, I remember so much like rhetoric online and, you know, on the news and stuff about like this being like, you know, everyone treating it like an apocalypse event, even when it wasn't like what's happening now, which is really bad and, and genuinely like people are you know, getting swept away by floods and it's really awful, but just like when it would just kind of downpour and like nothing structurally would happen, mm-hmm. you know, they'd still be like, everybody just, you know, just make sure to keep your loved ones close. And it's like, it's just, it's just, it's more, it's more, it's just more. It's, a, it's not, it's like the rain we have sometimes, but it's just more of it. It's not like an emergency, you know, you like be careful, but you can still probably drive somewhere. It's okay. And I just saw a lot of alarmism. Whereas here in Seattle, I feel like people flip out about snow, which is fair in a sense, because we are not prepared for it. I learned only recently, it, we were up from three to four snowplows for like the entire Seattle and surrounding area. Nice. What's the new one's name? <laughs> do, do you want to, do you both want to guess? I, I just looked it up. I'm very happy about it. We have <laughs> the the three that I knew we have are uh, prior to this are Plowy McPlow Plow, classic. Uh, the Big Laplowski and Surplows a lot. Uh-huh. Have to throw it up for the big dog from out here. But um, our new one is uh, Betty Whiteout. Oh, it's oh, yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I feel like naming a, a beloved beloved and recently passed celebrity after a snowplow, there are a lot of people who I can imagine would find that offensive. And I feel like Betty White is not one of them. I, I don't know her at all. My sense of her from her work is like she would probably think it's kick-ass, I hope. I think it's kick-ass, so I just need it to validate me that I'm okay to like it. Yeah, yeah. This is like uh, when in the in, there was a Stephen King book where uh, a 14-year-old kid shoots himself with a rifle, but before he does that, he says, Sandy Koufax sucks, and apparently Sandy <laughs> Koufax got very upset about this. Yeah. That's some imaginary kid used his last words on earth to <laughs> stick it to him. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's fair. I, I think the Bay Area is more dramatic. I think Seattle behaves very, very badly. I'm not saying one behavior is <laughs> morally worse than the other, but I think the Bay Area loses their mind when it's just like heavy rain. That's not really a threat if you're kind of careful, depending where you are. And the duration of the rain. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in general, California is not accustomed to weather of any kind. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I just can't stop thinking about how this topic was up there a year ago when we were like, oh, yeah, there's a bit more rain and a bit more snow. And then like this year, like apocalyptic style events and just thinking, huh? Yeah. Boy, all the things that have changed in a year. Very exciting. We're all dramatic and we all should be about climate change. (laughs) We should all be flipping out. I just hope the question, this doesn't mean that like the questions that we all, because a lot of the questions today that Alicia and I put on the list are actually from just leftovers from the last time. We just kind of are rolling with them, which is great. If these are all like precognitive oh. like that, like they all are going to be like prescient. I'm really scared about some of the oh, ones, no. some of the ones on here that I don't want these to turn out to be like prophecies. You think we should wait another year before recording the one about farting bones? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I do. Yeah, I think it's too late. I think we should have done that before we started the show, but now we're kind of in it. Yeah, no, we uh we need to we need to have this conversation, Ryan. Ryan, we need to talk. Yeah, okay. That's fair. It's not the first time I've heard that today. 
<laughs> and your topic is, would you rather fart bones once a month or have GoldenEye Big Head Mode on in real life for a year? All right. Yeah. Before we get started, besides the GoldenEye Big Head Mode just giving you a visually larger head, yeah, I cannot remember if it came with any special skills. Well, it allowed them your opponents to get headshots more easily. Which, I mean, that seems like a bad mode rather than a good mode. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's okay. a very detrimental mode. It doesn't... The detriment. Okay. Well, big head mode, like, was for everybody, right? It wasn't just for... Was it a handicap? Yeah. No, right. every... Yeah, everyone... When you flipped it on, everybody got it. It wasn't... I don't remember it being per player. It was like, when you turn this on, okay. every, everybody's everything did this. Including yourself? Including yourself. So, like, you couldn't see it because it was a first-person game. So why would you turn it on? Because the 90s... Because it looks funny. Because <laughs> yes. it's stupid, and the 90s were a you different time. You could take time. out someone else. Yeah, okay. I put, a, I put a big head mode in the Frog Fractions hat DLC. I did not know you did that. That's very good. <laughs> Where's my paintball mode, though? That's what I've been wanting. Oh, well, I mean... Like when the tongue the... flits out, and like it leaves like a little splash. There's the mini game where you dodge colored circles don't, hey jim don't patronize me okay i know it's i haven't been on the phone with you like this in a while but come on that's not paintball don't be like that just because i submitted a question about farting bones doesn't mean that i see a <laughs> child <laughs> who can be treated like this uh this seemed speaking of this show being more intellectual in the past i thought when i submitted this this seemed smarter and funnier and now that it's it maybe i've just i think it's a metric of how i've changed um but I do think that they both have their benefits, right? Because you're right, big head mode. It not only is my head huge, and I have to just live with that, and it's a bunch of wacky situations. How will I get through the, you know, opening of a bus? Yeah. Uh, you know, how will I do my laundry without kind of getting my big dome, like kind of, you know, getting in the way of trying to like put things in the washer? But it also does mean that anything that would like give me a concussion or pierce my brain, if some some god forbid some accident were to happen there's just so like i have a mini fridge sized box now on the top of my you know neck where i assume that same amount like if if, if the, god forbid if there was a construction accident and an explosion sent a hammer flying at like 300 miles an hour and with my normal head it would have whizzed by my left ear and nothing happens with big head mode that shit's going like right in the old dome right like i'm done i'm toast so it right. makes you more vulnerable right but when you fart bones once a month, there's a lot of variables there, right? Whose bones? Your bones? How large? How large? Yeah, yeah. How how often is it? Like one? Is it for a day? No, it's it's bones plural. It's definitely at I least mean, like, two. One fart with a couple of bones, or yep. like one day's worth. I could see this being acceptable. Oh man! And but also the big head is like, how big are we talking? Like, if it's one percent bigger, I you know I'd probably take that. We're talking definitely the the golden eye ratio. Like I didn't measure it. The golden a, ratio. The golden <laughs> ratio. Yes, the, the the god number. We're talking about like whatever the proportion is to pix, like polygonal Pierce Brosnan's regular head to his giant head in the game. That's how much bigger your real head gets. All right. I need to figure out. I'm gonna search now. How much bigger is big head mode? <laughs> <laughs> get the percentage please it's really important uh, according to this it's oh this is this is from the crossfire wiki so that's not what the fuck like not the... golden eye but in this mode players start out with their head three times larger than normal three times but that's that's in crossfire what the hell is crossfire are you talking about 
I think it's a, a Counter-Strike thing, but it's 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 like the most popular first-person shooter in the world. It's just that no Americans play it. Oh, no. I'm irrelevant already. Wow. Do you even play games, bro? <laughs> it would seem that I'm actually a, f- a fraud. It's coming out here on Topic Lords right now. Hey, gamer boy. I d- <laughs> yep. That's me. I'm a fucking casual. I've got important news here from vg247 this is news from november 2010 big head mode found in goldeneye 007 oh good they finally confirmed it <laughs> uh oh, oh okay this is like a. there was another game released in like in 2010 or so that was like a, a not a remake but it was another game based on goldeneye so that's the one they're talking about that wasn't as funny as i was hoping Damn it. I, <laughs> I really like the idea that some like Game industry archaeologist was like, my God. Yeah, well, okay. So let's just say three times is big. Let's say three times. And I already have a, a pretty... That means depending who you are, if you already got kind of a big noggin, which I do, it, yeah. it's more substantial. My, I think yes. my thinking is, for me personally, and I want to hear where you all land on it, I think farting bones on its face seems so much worse because, again, you know, if we... What kind of bones? If it's like little fish bones or something depending right. on the fish like white fish or something maybe but it's only 12 times a year whatever's going on with that and maybe i can eat a specific kind of diet or learn a kind of like a, a yoga pose or something to make it less damaging to me and go and do it in private just plan for like my monthly bone fart assuming that i get to pick when it happens once a month because maybe it can literally be like january 31st and then bam like the second it hits midnight that's my February 1st one that I'm done for both months. I don't know. Yeah. But it's only 12 times. If it's big head mode for a year, I got to live with this huge melon for 365 days and not like get it lodged in the, you know, automatic doors at a fucking TJ Maxx or whatever for 365 days. Right. Because I'm just saying like, how long would it take your body to like readjust to the size and proportion of your head? Like every time you get in and out of the car. Right. Also, is it, is it heavier? Oh Yeah. It's three times as heavy. So, like, we're talking you just about have to like, wear like a travel neck brace pillow all the time, right? Like a little bobble head. <laughs> yeah, or right? you just fucking break your neck by turning to look at something. Oh god! Like, we're not built for that. Fall off your bike, slip down the steps, you're gone. Yeah. No, this would be shit. One of these is a death sentence, huh? Because, like, what if my body just can't? My heart is suddenly like, I didn't, dog. There's so much more brain to pump i didn't sign up for this and like what if i what if it's just like a two-thirds of my now giant head just start to like rot away or or something like i don't i'm not a scientist but it feels like my body would just, just be the like the brain rot yeah then at least i'd have an excuse right this is why i think i'm actually a secret i don't want to say genius that feels gauche but it, this is actually a very smart question you know what i mean how it's actually smart because it seems like farting bones would be bad yeah no I, I'll, I'll i'll call you a genius ryan thanks jim all the real geniuses need to prompt somebody else on a Zoom call to say it for them. It, they really need that external validation. Me me and my other genos can't get it. It doesn't matter how smart we are. We can't get enough of that shit. It's the only thing that keeps us going. I'm just saying it seems like farting bones is the on its face. Like, absolutely not. I'll just have a big head. But when you, y'all, like you did, both of you, you all dug into it. And it's like, no, this is one of these is a death sentence. It'd be a miracle to get through a year with a big head like that. Yeah, you would want to like go into a coma that year yeah like you go to go to the hospital say i need to be in a coma for the next year do you take cash and then (laughs) slip him a 50 
(laughs) (laughs) Right. Or you'd have to find two other people who took a similar cursed, would you rather like this, except theirs was like, would you rather have to talk like Pee Wee Herman at your friend's wedding? Or would you rather be like, you know, the headless guy from Hocus Pocus for a year? Right. And they're alive, but it's two people without a head. And then you can all three of you share the load, Sam Gamgee style, and, you know, through some kind of elective surgery. And then hopefully there's enough blood and hearts pumping and whatever, the, you know, again, not a biologist, but it feels like if you plug two more bodies into that bad boy, it'd be enough to kind of even even out the strain that this big, huge dome is putting on you. You could you wouldn't need two cursed people. You could get any two people and just use their bodies to support yourself. Right. But... <laughs> But they have heads. <laughs> not not for long. Not for long, baby. <laughs> dark. No other way for that that topic to end but dark. But I I had hope. Yeah, I think we have no choice. But to, like, no matter how big the bones get, I think we gotta we gotta deal with it. A, a fart, by the nature, by the nomenclature, like the actual definition of the word, implies that they do get out of you. I feel like if you go to yeah. expel gas, not to be crass on the show, and nothing happens, nothing comes out. You didn't. The, it doesn't count as this. So even if it's whale bones by some magic of the the monkey's paw that you bought at some cursed bazaar to cause this to happen to you, it you're gonna have to deal with like whale bones in your on your mattress or whatever. But like you will, it'll get out of you, right? And if it's your own bones, whoops! Like then you know you probably probably aren't losing anything super immediately necessary, at least the first year. Mm-hmm. And this, so that means there's some phalanges here and there. Yeah, that means you're going to live longer than you would with the big head mode. I Like, I just looked it up. There's like 200, yeah, there's like 206 bones in the human body. That's a lot of bones. And it's not saying that you're doing an entire bone. It could just be like a little bone pellet. Yeah. It, or bone bone fragment. Yeah. 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 Who's, in the, who's to say that it, it couldn't be individual pieces of a larger, formerly singular bone, and we count those as a whole bone each. And I, again, I got to say 206, like I love my skeleton so much, but some of those got to be duds, right? Like there's no way yeah, I need no. all of those. Are you fucking kidding me? Some of those are, are trash bones. Some of those are fucking vendor trash. Yeah. Like if it was Diablo, you'd hit the button to dump them right in the fucking shop and just get your gold. Yeah. Like I, I broke a tooth, like I broke a tooth once and I got it replaced, but I could have just, you know, just yank it. <laughs> just yank it, baby. I, I got so tooth. many of these. And swallow it down. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to pay someone to medically dispose of it for you. Just pop it like a tic tac. Goodbye. It's weird, but I kind of miss my broken tooth. Oh, <laughs> kind of like I, kinda, I miss like w- like tonguing my weird wound. It's like uh, <laughs> right. I was gonna say like the little tick of fixing at something. Yeah, it's like feel like feeling my. F- fucked up half a tooth with my tongue it was a it was like a, a fidget toy right in I was my mouth say, it's like fidget mouth and I, I can still fidget with it though because the new tooth the new fake tooth has a different texture than the rest of my teeth so it's still Ooh. that's it feels different that's very real as someone who's had just an absolutely staggering amount of dental work in the last like year and a half kind of playing some catch up oh yeah uh, i got i got a couple crowns in and like the same thing it was just like they're like this isn't the to taught the topography the map is different in here and i just like could not stop for like how was your how was your root canal experience uh it was great yeah the, the existential horror leading up to it awful uh and i had several actually i had two um yeah and 
I don't think we are should be allowed as a society to use that as the stand-in for this will be the worst pain you've ever felt. You know, like the analogy for that. Yeah, my I had a lovely root canal. It was totally fine. Yeah, I didn't feel a thing. I I, I think the key is just get a really good dentist. Yeah, you know, like, like our our dentist kicks ass. Just get like some somebody who's like not like a Batman villain. <laughs> you know, who's building some dark horror out of all the teeth that they collect and like oh, this, okay. this might be like maybe you know how 40 years ago brussels sprouts were a lot more bitter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it might be just that we've gotten better at dentist- dentistry in the past 30 years what advancements in medicine i know right we still use bone saws don't we that shit feels old-timey yeah yeah but you have to sometimes you have to saw a bone but like come on we can't bust out a laser or robot. Bone lasers. Bone lasers. I, I want a bone laser. I want to be bone lasered. I want <laughs> that's that sounds awesome. I could reach in there and feel my weird cut rib. Oh man. Oh you would miss that tooth one bit if you got that bad boy going. Yeah, it would be a fun fidget toy right there. Fidget rib. <laughs> that's what the floating ribs are for y'all please uh, I'm... <laughs> that's another thing i just went to physical therapy this week um or last week for the first time because i've just been waking up with like a funny pain on my side it's nothing serious but like some tight muscles in my back that we're working on and they showed me they were like come to the skeleton and i went what and he was like the skeleton will show you and he showed me a skeleton which is great love to see one and it was just that reminder that there's floating ribs like those bottom ones that don't connect to the sternum, I just forget that those are there. And when he showed me, I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I don't think about you because <laughs> I hate knowing that you're there and just thinking like it feels like if I stretch wrong, goodbye. They're just loose. Yeah. They're just loose. Yeah. They just There's stick like, out. What is it, like two on each side that don't yep. reconnect? And they just are there. They're the ones that can like, and because they're not attached to the sternum, like probably horror story shit, but like you're, the tip of it can just like snap off and like puncture your lung or something fuck yeah hate it when i was a kid nerf guns i used to be into nerf guns and for a while in like the 90s nerf guns would come with like they'd come with the amount of darts that fit in the gun but then there'd be like a little rack or something somewhere on the nerf gun for like two more extra darts that came with it to sit for you to like have extras in case you lost some or like reload or whatever and like you always fucking lost those first because they're just sitting out there freestanding they're not loaded into the thing and like that's what these feel like it's like these yeah. ribs are like spares that we're keeping as replacements, but they are definitely what are going to snap and like stab me in the in the in my soft pink innards. Like very first thing, hate them. Ribs of betrayal. Betrayal ribs. I hate them. <laughs> McRib, more like Mac- Macbeth rib. Is that something? <laughs> the betray- Is there betrayal in that play? I think so. I don't okay. know. That feels no. There's let's a, go with there's it. There's a smidge, I think. That <laughs> feels right to me. I've decided that joke's funny. Let's move on. <laughs> I've decided it's good. <laughs> well done. My topic is moral philosophy lessons from the California DMV. Have you been following the California DMV bot? Does Twitter have bots anymore? Are they gone? When I left, they had bots. I'm. I got off it as of like November, and oh, I've been, congrats! I've been in Great. Thank you. Were you at any point following the California DMV bot? No. No. I, no, I, I enjoy the Washington State Park Service one a great deal, though. So I don't even know if it, yeah, okay, that does sound pretty good. So the California DMV bot, let me scroll to find it here. It posts license plates that people requested. Oh my God. And the customer's justification for it. 
and the DMV's response and whether it was accepted or denied. I want all of this. Uh, so here's one. The customer says sports number. The plate is 22A2A22. And the DMV says, looks like ass both ways. Denied. <laughs> <laughs> the customer says, I'm a real doctor and I want to be called Dr. Puff. The license plate says Dr. Puff. DMV says, not a doctor. Sounds drug related. Urban doesn't say drug. Like, I, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But it, but it was denied. <laughs> not a doctor. <laughs> they just said they were a real doctor. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you to stand in the way of that? Somebody checked employment records. I think they did a background check or something. They were they're like constantly saying like, oh yeah, they don't really have this car. They said they did. <laughs> Custom built American Cup racer. Uh, the license plate is GTC ACR. DMV says GTC grunts to climax. What? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that one was accepted. Um, oh, all right. We're on to you, you sick little freak, but it's fine. <laughs> you can have it. But we just want you to know that we know. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you nasty little freak, but we'll go. We got you. Wink, wink. It's in the mail, you fucking pervert. <laughs> I think the DM, I think there's just a researcher who's like trying to figure out any possible way this could be a, a racy license plate. And they were like, well, I came up with this thing. And then someone else looks at it and says, you know what? No one's going to know what that means. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I was thinking like with that one, I was like, apparently I don't spend enough time on the Internet because I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like any basically any number isn't allowed because it's either an area code or a gang sign or like mm. 88 meaning Hitler. Well, that just that man that gets into the shit where it's like. Yes, we shouldn't. Don't please don't put like Nazi symbols and shit on your car. Uh, but also, like, why should the Nazis get to just have eighty-eight? That's a number. We need that. Why? And there's so many different like gang-affiliated numbers and stuff. And like, why? Why can't we have them still? Fine, it's an area code, but like people live there who aren't in the gang. If you're worried about that, and they still need to use the numbers. <laughs> It doesn't seem fair that you can just have it and be like, well, we can't use 88 anymore. The okay symbol with your hand sucks. Can't do it. Why not? Is that a real thing? Because some shitbags <laughs> use it. Yeah. It's like making the, the okay circle. It's, I don't think it's the kind of thing like you can still do it out in society. I don't, I don't think people are going to like pop you for it, but I know there are, it is a, it is a Nazi like. That's a, no. that's a dog whistle I have not heard yeah, about. Yeah. It's a shitty dog whistle to be like, this guy's given this cheeky okay symbol for no reason in this picture. And it's because he's a fucking. Are you sure it's not just like how like the Nazis also poop? So if they're pooping, that means they're a Nazi. That means they're a Nazi, probably. <laughs> I would love for it to not be the case. If you Google like, I mean, and maybe don't. I don't know how much you care about your algorithm, but like if you go like okay sign, white power symbol, like a lot of stuff comes up. And I remember somebody like once very, very kindly, because they didn't expect me to know it, but they asked me not to like I use that emoji and they were like, Oh, could you not? That's like a white supremacist thing. And I was like, What? And I went and you know, I of course respected their their wishes and stopped using it, but I was also like, This is the first I've heard of it. And apparently it's yeah. That but that's what I'm saying. It doesn't seem fair. If someone wants me to not use it. Because they find that offensive, of course not. But it's also like you fucking trash monsters don't get to just have this thing that right. we've always done. Right? Stop 
taking it. Along okay. along similar lines, we here we have one uh, customer says, "My name." Uh, the, the plate is Audi B A U D I space B. The DMV says Audi bitch mm. denied. Wait, the DMV just like called her that to her face. <laughs> it's like a double slam too because saying like Audi is like a way to say like I'm leaving or you're I'm out of here. And so like her, them saying to her like Audi bitch yeah. denied is like a really kick ass slam kind of like don't talk to people that way, but also. You're out of here because you're <laughs> you were shit canning your license plate idea. I like the idea that the DMV has like a a a private detective, like a grizzled noir PI who is just beleaguered, and they're just like, "Give me everything you have on this puff guy." Like they right they send out the, that. Or I like to imagine some poor intern who's so worried about getting in like trouble with the government for everything. They have to Google. (laughs) And also they have like a quota that they have to fill. It's not porn. (laughs) I swear to God, it's for work. but It's the only time that's been true. And I'm sure they have a quota of like 800 a year they have to fill. So that's why they're just really reaching like (laughs) grunting to GTC. GTC, you know that one. (laughs) That old chestnut. This is the this is the um, moral philosophy thing. This one customer says favorite three children. Kate Emily Manuel. The plate is F3CK space EM or or Feckum. Uh the DMV, DMV says fuckum denied. What if the customer <laughs> really does have three favorite children, Kate, Emily, and Manuel? <laughs> then the DMV just <laughs> said the DMV just right? <laughs> just said some very Then very... she needed to pick a different order. <laughs> That's right. Or just don't put the space there. Yeah, why does Emily get her own kind of little little cognitive section? Because she's the favorite. Yo, if if you got three right. well, favorites, there's, a, there's also a fourth child that's a ghost, and that represents the blank space. Ooh, and that's actually that's the fairest way you can do that because everyone knows the rules is that if one of your kids dies, it's not that they're not in the favorite running anymore, and it's not their fault. It doesn't mean you didn't love them. It's just they're gone. They're dead, so they don't get right. to be on the list. Right, that's right. fair. It's dark, but it's fair. So I was thinking about how, like, from a from a practical perspective, it doesn't really matter. Like, maybe the, maybe this kid, guy really does have Kate, Emily, and Manuel kids, and they're all wonderful, and they're all favorites. But you know what? The people out in the wild who are looking at this license plate, they are going to say, oh, yeah, favorite three kids, <laughs> Kate, Emily, and Manuel. They're going to say, fuck them. And, you know, maybe they're offended by that, or maybe they're not, but, like, the point is you have to uh judge the the action by the your best guess of what the the result is going to be and uh, your intention doesn't really matter at all right i oh, okay damn it this is hard so like if the person judging these at the dmv is like i'm fine with fuck them but that's what hits me right away so i can't i can't let it slide what if they got like what what i would love is a world where like a complete star child just the most sweet being like innocent naive little twilight baby is the one who has this job so everything gets through yeah yeah well that's why you have to hire like the worst internet people to do this job the ones who are going to know all the the horrible the worst slang because <laughs> they invented it right absolutely insufferable yeah yeah well and, and people you wouldn't want doing literally any other job but like for this one job it's the perfect person 
<laughs> sit in their little DMV closet all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they never let them out of the closet. Only computer in the whole building with full <laughs> internet access. Right, right. They only serve them food that can fit under the door. Yep. Just unlock it at the end of the day once everyone else has gone home. <laughs> but like with a stick from the window, <laughs> then they drop <laughs> and then run to their car. Right. <laughs> the roll of the DMV. Yeah, the, the DMVT. I like this a lot. To catch a monster, you have to you have to be a monster. That's for sure. I'm I'm supposed to be approaching this from a philosophical angle, but all I can do is think about like the the fun little personal roulette game you can play of like trying trying to squeak one past the California DMV and the <laughs> the the losing prize is if you actually succeed, you have to use the license plate that you got away with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that really is like it's the monkey's paw. You can get any license plate you want, but you have to use it. What And what if this guy, like, he just wanted to honor his three children, and the DMV is like, fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> hey, thanks for telling me their names, so one by one. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I could say, fuck them. All three of them. Your favorites? Not mine. What's getting me morally is... <laughs> I'm sorry that I keep pausing on... Grunting to grunting to climax is the funniest thing that anyone at any DMV in the world has ever said. <laughs> but also, if you send them what they think is a coded message, they'll even if it's fine. Like that one got accepted, but they still felt the need to feel like, "No, nah, I see you, dog. Come on." <laughs> like, and then if so, why is that okay? I, like the Nazi stuff, get that out of here. But like, th- why can't, why are you willing to take a chance on what you're sure is grunting to climax? And I forget what else it was supposed to be. Wasn't it like, was, what was, it was the... just three more letters? It meant a car thing. Maybe it's a car thing or maybe it's grunting to climax. You'll let that through. Right. Even though you're sure, but like, you won't take a chance on that. This person just wants to honor their three favorite kids because it might be fuck them and fuck who maybe it's fuck people that you would want to get fucked. Maybe it's white supremacists. Like fuck those people. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're making a lot of assumptions. Yeah. What if what if you only are going to be driving around Nazis? Mm-hmm. Then you want your car to say fuck them. Yeah. These guys hate them. Read the plate and you'll know. This is fascinating. This almost is enough on its own, and nothing will ever do it. But this is close enough to make me almost kind of want to just go peek at Twitter just to. On this account, I'm looking at this bot on Mastodon, so you can totally just find it on the Fediverse. There we go. Sorry, I'm just reading more of these to no, myself. I, <laughs> I knew exactly what this pregnant pause was. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to try to get a coded message past the California DMV, yeah, what would it be? What would the message be? What would the what would the message be? And it doesn't have to be offensive. It can just be like, you know, like you have very esoteric and specific opinions about Twin Peaks that you're worried the DMV might disagree with. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be like something awful. (laughs) Sorry, I found one that's customer in baseball. Me and my best friend would say, oh, sit down after a strikeout after time that saying became short into all shit and it's a-w-s-h-i-i-d <laughs> it feels like the most that the dmv could just no scope fucking 360 <laughs> something from orbit so like oh shit denied and it's like yeah they got you you got to bring better game than that 
Yeah. My favorite is the one below it, though. This is a real treat, and then I promise I'll stop reading these. <laughs> the customer wrote fun mules. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> and the license plate says FN mules, like the animal. And the DMV wrote fun mules, comma, <laughs> fucking mules. <laughs> <laughs> like, we believe you, but also <laughs> there's there's more content here than you were letting on. Like the message that I want to get out into the world. See, the only safe way to do this, I think the only moral thing to do is just have the application process for a custom license plate be exactly as it is, all the same channels, but it's just like, you know, it's the equivalent to like a mail slot to like, you know, right into a TV station or whatever when you're a little kid and it just goes into like the garbage immediately. Like every single one gets denied no matter what. If you're mm-hmm. the kind of person who's trying to get like a custom license plate, there's probably something yeah, morally they can get you on, you know? So like, I feel like you can never start with the letter F. You're just not getting through. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> can start with F. That's very true. <laughs> no numbers, no Fs. Nothing that rhymes with Enos. Not many of those, but like, you know, that's an edge case, but still watch it. Uh, recently, somebody, I think it was JP, uh, posted a bumper sticker that he saw that said you just got passed by a bad driver and then there was like a picture of like a dopey looking frog driving a like driving a shitty truck um and I, if i could figure out how to fit that into like an encoded license plate <laughs> what well, that would be the secret message i approve are you ready to do another ready for another topic i am uh for this topic we're going to be reading this poem about and called Nancy by Edward Field. Uh, would would either of you like to read this poem or shall I? I can I can I can read it. All right. If you read a poem, it was a while ago. So go for it. I don't think I did. Oh wow, this this bad boy keeps going, huh? All right. It's a long. <laughs> All right. I will try to give this the gravitas that I assume it deserves. When scolded by Aunt Fritzy Ritz, Nancy seems to lose her wits. Nancy is very often cross, but Fritzy's the undisputed boss. She sits in the house reading the papers, supervising Nancy's capers. Aunt Fritzy's a peculiar sort. She had no visible means of support. She never seems to earn a bean, and there's no uncle on the scene. What? The question seems to rise a lot. Is Fritzy Nancy is Fritzy Nancy's aunt or not? If Fritzy is related to that awful Mrs. Meany, who Annie Rooney had to flee, then who can Nancy really be? This is getting dark rumors are flying <laughs> thick and fast stories from mouth to ear are past who is fritzy ritz indeed but someone overcome by greed welfare pays a monthly sum what to keep that orphan in her home although she looks like etta cat she's older more depraved one scandalous version i have heard of which i don't believe a word says nancy's father coming back a little early from the track found his wife and fritzy in a most revolting act of sin with a knife he tried to nip this lesbian relationship saw red and stabbed the blow went wild and made an orphan of his child his wife was dead he got the chair the court named fritzy ritz his heir the child the house the bank account were left to fritzy ritz the aunt generously <laughs> i will say no one will make Aunt Fritzy crawl now that she's ion charged of all. The house, the grounds, the little brat shall teach her to remember that. For Nancy's nature has been bent by this negative environment. She never will grow up at all, but stay forever, three feet tall. Edward Field, 1966. So is- Edward, come here a second. <laughs> I want to talk to you outside the podcast. Come here. Are you okay? 
Jim, are you okay? You stumbled on this, I assume, completely innocently. Oh, it came up on a previous attempt to find a, just the poem to do on Topic Lords. I didn't know about all this lore in the Nancy comic. The Nancy verse? <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know who Etiquette is. I assume that's a pop culture reference from 1966. Apparently, because I also needed to know before I made any comments, um, it is a long-running comic strip which ran from 1925 to 1974. So apparently we're also getting involved in comic yeah. versus comic. Oh, she's a real uh, Archie looking woman. Like what's the fucking like Betty or whatever. Not from Riverdale, but the stupid, the cartoon Be- version. She's Betty got that Boop. kind of, yeah, she's got that kind of vibe. Neat. Um, What is this? Did someone like was killed in that poem? No, that, that, that was a, a hypothesized, a rumored murder. Which the author does not believe a word right. of. Right. Actually. So that's actually smart. Which is obviously the only reason why it's the only possible explanation they gave to the current situation. <laughs> you know, I guess it's not easy growing up anywhere. I think, I think is the lesson that I'm, that I'm going to have to take from this. Uh, if I must take anything. Must you take anything? I well, I don't think I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> also, like when you say anywhere, where is Edward Field from? I I don't know. I don't know either. A real judgy little little pedestal. It uh, sounds like Brooklyn. It looks like. Yeah, I said yeah, but I don't. I I'm sure I've been to Brooklyn for like a day. It was good. Sure, it was fine. Seems nice. The one place in the world that's more expensive than San Francisco to live. <laughs> it must be. It's harder to discern the spirit that this was written in, in the New York Review, when I don't know anything about Nancy either, or who Aunt Fritzy Ritz is, or any of this. But it sounds bad. Is this what fan fiction was in 1966? Is this like what, like, would this have been like a, like a Twilight or a Fifty Shades if it was done now? Oh wow. Yeah, they they could just change the names slightly and then publish BDSM porn of these characters. It would have to be like a three book series. It couldn't just be this this like poem you can read in two minutes. Well, no, there's so much there's so much content there, clearly. Yeah. Oh God. Sorry, I'm looking up Nancy and it's this is the what Nancy is. It's that comic with like the little girl and like the she got like the black hair and like the red bow and shit. Like I've seen this memes of this kid yeah but not the actual comic that's what this is it's a good comic edward why did you have to get your little hands all over this why couldn't you just leave it alone also he does think aunt i i like i know like it's a it's a thing like some people say aunt some people say aunt a can't <laughs> i don't know anybody who says out account account out but then there's also summoned home when I was picky, picky, like a pickier teen about this kind of stuff, when I'd read like a poem for school, I think it was both shitty teenager brain, the way it articulated for me anyway. Not all teenagers are shitty, but I I was in this picky way. And then also just music brain. Like I would like get really into the rhythm of a poem. So I would notice one of the lines had way too many syllables or like I would really catch, like it would bother me when like everything rhymed really well. And then there'd be like a pair of lines that like, you know, had nothing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. That would really bug me. And now I actually kind of respect it when it's like 
they they like super super didn't try you know it's not like oh, you gotta kind of squint at it and this kind of rhymes but it's not as good as the other ones it's like they've got flea and bee and fast and past and indeed and greed and then some in home and they were just like fucking i'm tired <laughs> you know <laughs> like i can imagine that's where he put down his, his like poem writing quill for the day he's like fuck it i need a drink and he just wrote, wrote he's like fuck it <laughs> let them figure it out these bastards are already like sunk cost fallacy they're 40 lines in what are they gonna do stop reading the rest of this shit i doubt it you know i can it's 1966 that. they don't have the internet they don't have anything else to do yeah wait wait till they get to account that it's gonna really piss them off they have no idea what's coming yeah yeah no i'm i'm all for like the idea of writing a whole poem about nancy your nancy fan fiction just in order to like in, slip increasingly bad rhymes into it as this poem goes on. Just as like a, I mean, speaking of like moral, moral judgment of your your user base, like what are you gonna, when, what's what's it gonna take to get you to stop? You're all in on this fucking Nancy, this Nancy fanfic poem. Like you're gonna stop now? Uh, yeah, I have a Patreon. Once we reach a, once we reach the the goal, we can uh, the monthly goal. I will stop publishing these poems. <laughs> uh, before we move on. Uh, I just want to say, Ryan, if you had had a poem, we could have avoided all avoided all of this. Yeah, that's right. Oh, sorry. Did you want? Is that a topic? My malfeasance, because <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that if you want. Ryan, your topic <laughs> is common everyday items that make you mentally time travel. Yeah, this is fun because uh, this is also one that I thought of like a year ago when I was last on the show and we didn't get to it. And yeah. I know I had something at the time that was like, "This is what I'm talking about." And that's gone. But I was thinking of things like, uh, for example, if I ever see somebody using like a hand crank egg beater, you know, oh. uh, like one of those, which I still you st it can't be stuff that it's like you're in, you know, the fucking Roaring Twenties Museum, you know, in Washington, D.C. And it's like, well, yeah, like everything in here is going to I'm talking like stuff that you could still conceivably see out in your life. And like something like that, where I'll see one of those and I just like I can't picture somebody something in my brain stops working and I can't picture somebody using a crank, a hand crank egg beater when it's not like prohibition. Right. Uh, a thing that this is kind of, this is not the same idea, but cause this is, these totally still exist now uh, commonly, but like one of those big paper, like industrial paper cutters, like in an office where it's got the, just the big scary like the guillotine, scimitar. Yeah. yeah the, the guillotine. For some reason I see one of those. And even though those are still completely normal to see around, I think, they'd send me back to like Mad Men era in my head instantly where I'm just picturing like, you know, there's a lot of, I, when I picture an office in the sixties, everyone's drunk and everybody has one of those. And they're all just going to fucking town on reams of paper uh, in my, in my mind, just shunk, shunk, shunk. You couldn't have a conversation. That's why they had to go out and get sauce just to get any business done. Cause it was just so much like hacking and slashing. Right. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just wondering if there's anything like that for 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 y'all that like is a thing that you still see that's not like in a museum or like whoa, this is crazy. Oh, it's like yeah, it's not insane to see this, but it makes your brain go just instantly think of like another time period or it, it sends it sends you somewhere. Yeah, those guillotines specifically do make me think of like grade school because that's where I encountered those. It was like they'd be in the corner of a classroom in case I don't know what they were for cutting paper, but I don't know why you would cut paper. Or why you need to get so dramatic about it. <laughs> Surely there's another way to do this. <laughs> right. Just get out the weed whacker like I do. Use your teeth. Right. <laughs> slowly perforate one edge with your canine. Yeah, yeah. So there was this time, this happened to me like once, 
where I stayed in a hotel and they just had a waffle maker in the lobby. And like for three days, I would go down to the lobby for, for breakfast and they had these cups of batter lined up next to the waffle maker. And I would pour a cup of batter into the waffle maker and make a waffle. And it was amazing. It was just like exactly what I needed at that moment in time. And then like later on, I was thinking about this and I was like, I want that again. And so I got a waffle maker at home and I started having waffles and it just wasn't as good. And I realized that like once it's part of your life on a regular basis, it's not special anymore. Mm. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so like I have like, for example, I have a the bust of Duke Nukem that comes with the Duke Nukem Forever fucking <laughs> special edition that I got the one when it was on clearance. It was like eight bucks or something on, on Amazon. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm definitely paying eight bucks for this bust of Duke Nukem. Yeah. Because I was like, uh, I remember like I didn't like Duke Nukem Forever, but I liked the, you know, Duke Nukem One, the 2D game. I liked that a lot. Yeah. And I'll I'll be able to look at this bust of Duke Nukem and think about Duke Nukem One. And of course, you know, it's it's in it's on a Billy bookshelf on the on the back of and the back of the lab. And now whenever I look at it, I think of all the other times I looked at it in the back of the lab on the Billy bookshelf, because that's that memory has now overridden the, the memory of Duke Nukem. Many would argue for the better, right? Like, <laughs> no no offense to any Duke heads out there. <laughs> oh, man, you need to play the first Duke Nukem. Yeah, I played. I I, I was a Duke Nukem 3D kid. Yeah. It was, was mine because that was when I like got computer access. That's your problem right there. Tell me about it. Thank God that my brain was just low plastic enough that I didn't absorb too many of the ideas of how I should maybe treat my fellow fellow human beings <laughs> from that piece of software yeah it's good shit i i why did you buy that uh because of duke nukem one because of duke nukem one but it, but you did but it was from it wasn't but it was from no, it's a more realistic like it's the modern 3d duke nukem but it was like an icon of the game that i liked that's fair also i don't get to judge any of oh you purchases. can judge the shit out of me that's fine <laughs> i am being fully hit right now by particularly jeans styles coming back in. I had to drive by a high school as school let out the other day. And I had a a moment where I had to think, am I 36 or 16? Because they're dressing in the baggy jeans and the oversized hoodies that were like what was the look in the Midwest when I was in high school. And it was that. And, you know, well before the skinny jeans era. And I'm just like, Oh my God, it's back. I've reached an age and time where I look at the high schoolers and they dress so close to how I dress that I was completely transported in time to driving a 1990 Buick LeSabre in rural Minnesota. <laughs> it's like, oh no, am I in Seattle at this random small like county road six in rural in Minnesota? Where, where am I and where am I going? And then I swear to goodness, the very next day we were at out getting bummies for lunch and i swear a dude walked in wearing jenko jeans and you know those were the super baggy ones i saved up i eventually found a pair on ebay they had a dragon on the back pocket so they were hell like so good and i was like oh my gosh it is all back it is all cycling through just complete fabric like completely transported it back into like 1999 to about 2003 
Yeah, that, you know, that that 90s show is on Netflix now. Have you started it? I watched an episode and it was basically like any other sitcom except the music was from 19 from the 90s. Right. It, Alanis Morissette on the soundtrack is like, okay, <laughs> this is, I guess. They're doing a thing. But yeah, the, that nostalgia cycle, it's going to come around. Yeah. And then I would say actually having a physical metal key to both that you need to use to both open your car, but a different one to start your car. Whoa. Oh. What, what is, tell me more about this. Or at least I think I used to have one where you needed one for each, but at least the actual metal keys. So no push button start. No, you just hover near your door and it unlocks. I think I had a car where it was like two different ones. You had to, you had one for the door and one for the engine. That's incredible. I love that. That makes me really happy. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> now there's two ways to lock yourself out of your car. Right? Yeah, yeah. You lose either one of them. And yeah. you, you, I guess you could lose only the outer key and you could smash a window and then. Or unlock the door with the outer key and in the time between getting in the car and starting it and having done that, lose the outer key. Yep. Yeah. So really, yeah. it actually gives you Perfect. a lot more flexibility if you think about it. <laughs> I vaguely remember this too, mainly probably because of you. Yeah, babe. I, I think I it wasn't Edward, was it the big Lesaber? I think it might have been. I think it was because I remember I when I would drive it sometimes, you had like this little silver key that looks like it could go to anything, like a little you know just silver metal key that could be anything, and it, it opened the door, and then there was the slightly more substantial key that. Yeah, that was very rectangular. Yeah, that's why did he, why I love it. He was classy. He deserved two keys. He deserved two keys. Absolutely, he did. <laughs> he felt like a tank. That car was amazing. Like. It felt like once you turn the key, you should also have to like, you know, your Indiana Jones hijacking, like, you know, uh, hijacking a, a war vehicle. You should have to like pull some big chunk, like some huge hatch should have to come down or something like it didn't feel like this tiny piece of metal should not be enough action to turn this hell engine on for me. You know, I should have to move some big mechanism or something. So I think it's fair that you should have to at least unlock two doors or unlock two things to get him to go. You know, you can't you can't ignite a nuclear warhead with only one key. <laughs> like you have to you have to really know that you want this. Yeah. Okay, I'm reading about this now. Apparently this really was a thing. <laughs> like mine's blown. According to this theory, it was because using the same key for the uh for the door and the ignition would have been more expensive. That makes sense all the bits and pieces that you'd have to change and the other another theory is that you don't want the valet to get into the glove compartment oh, oh couldn't yes. <laughs> <laughs> i keep my all of my loaded weapons and personal documents in my glove department so and there's also apparently uh <laughs> at least one uh, the luxury brand lincoln once offered three keys separating the door and trunk locks oh my <laughs> <laughs> For the kidnapper on the go. <laughs> According to this, the the first car that had the same key for everything was Honda in the mid seventies. That's bananas to me that this was actually like a, just the common. This was how it was done. It wasn't just like a few brands of car. Yeah, that's incredible. Right, and now I drive a Prius where I just have to hover near the car and it'll unlock for me, and I push a button to. Right, right, and if you leave your keys in the car, it drains the battery overnight. Well, it actually it violently beeps at you and won't lock the doors if you leave the keys in the car. They really tried to idiot-proof it. It's my favorite. As someone who, shortly after we moved to California, locked my keys in my car three times in the same week 
while I was out and like expunged all of my friends like free AAA. Like you can use this on like a buddy who doesn't have AAA like <laughs> credits for that year. Who <laughs> like, kept beleaguerly sending like door drugs out for me? Like having your car just scream at you like it's heaven. I want to know what's the most keys you could have for a single vehicle now. Like one for each door, one for the trunk, one for the glove box. You got a, you got a four door. The ignition, that's seven. Uh, you could lock the exhaust pipe so no one can shove a banana in there. Have to. Wait, did you do the hood already? Oh, yeah. You got to get the lock the hood. That's nine. Uh, one for each tire so no one steals your tires or, or, can, or tries to pop them. Ooh, if you're fancy, the sunroof or moonroof. Oh, you got to lock this. <laughs> yeah, what if you have both? What if you have a sun and a moonroof? Then... Right? Maybe you're like the Honda that we had. In California, that had a leaking sunroof. And then whenever it rained, it just pooled on the top of it. So the first time that you'd move the car at all, it all just dumped on your head. That's a feature, right? You pay extra for it that? It was a feature. The waterfall. It was hydration. Yeah. Yeah, it was mood setting. Yeah, water Water is life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's all the time we have for Topic Lords. All right. Ryan, if this is something that you want, where can people find you on the internet? Well, no shade to anybody who, who still uh, enjoys it hats off to you but no longer on twitter uh because it was just personally making me so so very sad uh to be there and and have it have it know that i'm there but i am on instagram at ryan Ike, uh where i just largely talk about like being a freelancer and working in a creative space and try to help people do the same without you know making them making them insane a thing it can do uh very easily and then i you know you can also find me on my website at uh, ryanike.com or, and I've just started saying this in shorthand recently, because like I'm on a bunch of places. I'm on Spotify and Bandcamp and stuff. If you just type my name into Google, uh, look, if some big googly-eyed poindexter comes up, like smiling at you and the pain on the upper right, like that's me. And then you can, <laughs> and, then, and then like the first couple of things you click on will probably go to stuff that I did or I'm related to in some way. Yeah. Congrats on having such a unique name. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, thanks. Not, not enough people. Hey, not enough people congratulate me on that. I've actually been really like kind of thirsty for it. So thank you for that. I, I was I didn't know how much I needed to hear that. Now you're supposed to congratulate me. Well, the, it doesn't seem it, 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 congratulations, dude. Thank you. Hey, Storm Dancer. It do, I I don't want to cheapen it. I had to work for mine. It, yeah, you had to actually <laughs> go through a whole social contract to get yours. <laughs> That's fair. I just fell into this. Social contract and probably a trip to the DMV. I it was it was a bunch of a bunch of legwork involved. <laughs> you'll notice (laughs) names for either of us not changed yeah too much work in that and ike just rhymes with a lot it's so easy for like teens to make funny it rhymes with a lot of unfortunate things yeah i can think of a few Mm -hmm. uh and alicia this is something that you want where can people find you on the internet you can't good for you i'm a ghost (laughs) good for you thanks so much for being on thanks for inviting it's good to see you yeah yeah good seeing you this is a fun time even though i i really half-assed it with the poem thing but i'm gonna go ahead and internalize that hi this is jim this is the audio i append to every episode of topic lords congratulations to our newly anointed lords this episode was edited by esper quinn who can also edit your episode if you contact them on twitter if you'd like more people to hear the show you can tell your friends about it or rate and review us on whatever podcast service you use You can add content to the Topic Bucket by emailing topicbucket at topiclords.com. And you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash topiclords. Patrons get episodes a week early, and you get access to the Topic Lords Discord, where you can discuss topics with all the lords that hang out in there. See you next episode.